Hey, it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. I give a shit. Not only that, I give a fuck. I can say fuck on the radio. Isn't that fun? Uh, So anyway, my guest today is the one, the only, the Jeremy Duval from um, a band, a popular band, Hey Baby, And uh, actually, I met Jeremy and Hey Baby through uh, Jocelyn Simone from Pickthorn, the Pickthorn Girls. Shout out to Jocelyn and Chelsea. Pickthorn. Pickthorn. Color me Bushwick. Color me Bushwick, who um, are totally all about the uh, music scene in Brooklyn. And uh, they hooked us up at South by Southwest this past March and... Here's here's Jeremy in the same room with me right now. It's amazing. Hi, Jeremy. Hi. How are you? Good. I can feel. I'm feeling. I'm feeling it. You know. Yeah. I'm feeling it. I got a little nervous when I came in here, and I'm still still yeah. kind of feeling that Yeah. Are you nervous? Way a little bit. My yeah. heart's Palpitating. Really? Little, yeah. A little bit. You know, because you obviously, I'm I'm actually quite impressed by the amount of fandom you have because. I don't always get that many likes. I don't think I've actually, I hate to say, I hate to admit this myself, but I don't think I've ever gotten as many likes as I have uh, posting that you are going to be on the show today. Holy smokes. I feel very flattered right now. Now I'm blushing and my No, you're not. (laughs) Oh, that's bullshit, man. But anyway, we are really excited to have you on here. And before we do that, I'm going to promote my selfie help festival. So just shut up for a minute, okay? I'll do my best. Did I say shut up? Don't talk back. Okay. So anyway, um, I need you desperately, I desperately need you to come to um, my Selfie Help Festival, and it's for Radio Free Brooklyn. It's actually a fundraiser to uh, celebrate my one-year anniversary of doing Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit with the best station uh, I used to say the Western Hemisphere, but I'm now believing it's the whole world. Radio Free Brooklyn, it's an incredible station, and we have all grown together so much in this past year. And because of that, um, I'm having the Selfie Help Festival at Tradesman, which coincidentally is a place where Jeremy works in oh, their backyard. Uh, Jeremy works when he's not on tour. That is like, you know, every once in a while. <laughs> When he can get the girls away from him. Uh, never mind. Anyway, it's a really, it's going to be so much fun. It's a funny festival designed to make you feel good about yourself. And we're going to have all this like ridiculous self-help stuff. Like we're going to have uh, Jeremy Nugent to like draw your portrait and make you look better than you really are. And I'm going to give out awards for whatever you believe you deserve an award for. We're going to have a gallerist, Christopher Stout, and he's going to find what's valuable in your work. Bring your, you know, artwork, either digitally or in real life. And um, the compliment man, Christian Snyder, and, and uh, oh, God, a mermaid. We have, does that, Jeremy, I mean, is this, I'm killing it, right? Slaying. You want, like, you wish it was now. You wish we were going there right after this. I mean, there's you? no other place than I want to be than the backyard. And you of my are work. going, and you guys are I will going. Be there. I, hey, baby is actually going to show up. So, anyway, you must come to that festival. Go to my Facebook page, Lisa Levy, and, uh, or, uh, Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit, whatever. Go to Facebook. It's all on there. Everything you need to know. So, uh, 
So, Jer- so Jeremy, so we've got Jeremy here today, and uh, Jeremy's actually a pretty, I think he's a pretty, six, he's in a, like a hot band. Did you guys have to pay to go to South by Southwest, or you were invited, or how'd that go? Yeah, we were invited to go. There. That's we a big deal, by South by, by, like, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, totally. To have showcase shows that, you know. Yeah, you and you were hanging out with, like, other really cool, you were living the life, right? Was it a dream? Was it, like, one of those things, like, you seeing that move you know like in a movie it looked like it i saw you at a party and i was like wow this is the coolest party i have ever been to yeah no uh austin during south by southwest definitely changes quite a bit into the uh you know backyard barbecue party scene and so i think being with the right group of people and having a great time is always yeah i mean we were only invited to one party thanks to jocelyn and chelsea thank you ladies but uh that party but it was like it seemed like a lot of houses in the area people have like bands just hang out with other bands and play music and is that what happens yeah and then there's you know the the whole thing of you know this city new york city has so many people that come in and out of it all the time and uh you know from la from austin from chicago so it's nice to see friends that you've met here in places like austin right you know you get to party with them in a different city and then when they come back here you get to hang out with them or yeah you get to know them while you're while you're away like i got to see uh, my buddy branco who used to i think used to play in this band dinosaur bones and he's from Canada. He's from Toronto. Oh, and you don't normally get to see him, yeah, right? From so the that's six cool. And, that's yeah. that's what's good about a festival. Me and my husband were staying in this really crappy motel. It was like so overpriced and really like just. I think we terrific. were sleeping on the uh, floor of the place. Yeah, and, see, that's the, the way to go. You... <laughs> Be a musician and just you know sleep, sleep on, on the floors. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to you, Jeremy, or starting with you, Jeremy. So first of all, um, the thing is, is that, like, I just want to put this out there, the counter-transference for me, which is that, um, you know, so I'm, uh, so anyway, like, it's just uh, interesting for me, because I'm like a happily married middle-aged woman, and you're a really cute guy in a band. And uh, under, like, during during my youth, like, this would never have happened. This would, like, be, this. I would never have been able to ha- have this happen. So just to, right off the bat, I want to find out, like, what is it like being a really cute guy in a band? Do you, do you know you're a cute guy? You you're know, a little self-conscious about it. That's why I didn't want you to wear those sunglasses during the shoot. <laughs> don't, forget about it. Don't be, if you get self-conscious about it, that's... That's yeah no. It's a turn off. Turn off. Turn yeah. off. Turn off. Although the green gold hair is 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 kind of working for me. Yeah. Kind of working for me. It's a it, great job. It's thanks been, to Pickthorn. Oh, yeah. It's a great job. It definitely makes me stand out in the crowd. Yeah, that definitely. Sure. I've had a lot definitely. of people be like, "I didn't recognize you," but then two days later, I saw you riding your bicycle, and I knew it was you. Because was it your idea, or did bright. they? Did they suggest it, or whose idea was it? Um, originally, Leslie was getting her the lead singer. Leslie, yeah, Leslie, she went there. Was I getting, know. Yeah, she was getting her hair done, and they were like, "To Sam, who's the bass player, and myself, they were like, you guys don't want to do anything, do?'" And I was like, "I kind of want my hair blue." And they go, "Nah, how about some other color?" And I go, "How about yellow?" And they're like, "Okay." And then. No, I mean they're yeah. the best. They're the yeah, best colorists awesome. ever. I, I love the yeah, fact that ever. they know, do my hair, of course. Yeah, and this is definitely like 
a treatment that they went out of their way to make this color specifically right, for Right, because they're artists. They're artists. Yeah. You know, and they're just I, artists. They don't, they just want to, like, Chelsea will make you stay way longer after you want to be out of there because she has to get it perfect before you're allowed to leave. Yeah, it was actually. No matter what. It got to the point that, so I've never colored my hair before. I've never. Oh, like, really? I've never had it bleached. I came in mm-hmm. with all of my gray hairs, I think. How old are you? I will be 33 tomorrow. Oh, my God. Tomorrow is my 33rd birthday. Mm. We're also, I might as well do this. Since Tomorrow's like, your birthday? Tomorrow is my so birthday. So what are we doing for your birthday? I'm actually playing at Rough Trade tomorrow night. Oh, that's a cool place. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. What um, time? We go on at 9.45. Hmm. Um, show starts at 9. All of the bands are great. There's a band, uh, Dumb Wolves, uh, Las Rosas, and uh, Beverly. Okay, we're plug- we just plugged that. That's great. Yeah. I love doing that. So back to the cute guy thing. So, Uh-oh. So, okay. <laughs> so are you like a cute guy in a band? I mean, is, that's when I'm – that like w- my counter-transference, my first impression of you is like cute guy in a band. I also hide behind a drum set, so I feel like half the time people don't even see me. Yeah, but the drum set is like the dude thing. <laughs> So Sometimes. so do you get laid a lot? That's really all I really want to know. That's my whole question in getting you here. You do know, you get laid a lot? I think I get I think I've had better encounters through bartending than sometimes being in a band. And so, I think it's more of the interaction that I get to have with people and the longevity, you know, when you have someone come at your bar and kind of hang out and you can talk to them it's much different than you being on stage and then being rushed off or having to travel to another state to play another show the next night it's just a different so being in a band you're saying you're too busy to get laid that's just a myth i how about this there's times for everything and if i had a uh you know a really swanky hotel room yeah. Then I might be able to. We're not uh, there yet. We're yeah. not there yet. I got it. Because, yeah, you can't, we'll like, that. fuck a stranger on the floor of somebody's house. Right. That's a little Austin. weird. I and get then there's that. like a, you know, there's like so a So, how dog about the asleep. bartending thing? Did you get. You have a girlfriend, right? I, I asked do. you that before you got on. So, let's give that some respect. So, tell me about your girlfriend. Um, She's. Amazing. And what happened last night? Something happened last <laughs> night. I got off work and her and at I. At Tradesman. Uh, yeah, Tradesman. Like, Came over to her place at about 3.30 in, in the morning in Bushwick. And, you know, I just felt like her and I have been, you know, arguing with each other a little bit or not seeing mm-hmm. eye to How eye. How long have you been together? I've been together for about eight months now. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You're talking to, yeah. <laughs> All right, eight months. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, no, that's and, real. That's a real thing. Yeah. You know each other for sure. Right. Okay. Um, is she yeah. in a band? No, she's not in a band. What does she do? A lawyer? She's a nanny. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Let, no, she, let, let that go. A nanny? Yeah. How old is she? She's 31. And what or is 30, she? 30 turning 31. This okay. Year. So she's got another career, I hope. She a professional nanny? She's a professional nanny. I've never how can somebody be a professional nanny? The why don't you just have children? Um, I think she wants to have children. But w- she's not like like that's satisfying for her? Does she is she, does she speak English? Is she college educated? She's college educated. You're dating yes, somebody who's who's like I'm just going to 
rip into this because that's not right. No, um, I got to shut up. I just got to shut up. So, I mean, but you understand what I'm saying, right? That's that's unusual that a 31-year-old, she went to college, you said? Correct. And I'm assuming she's intelligent. Yes. Okay. Would be satisfied being a nanny because it doesn't feel very ambitious. Can you explain it? Or am I just being so judgmental that you want to, like, you're like... Can I can I pass on this? Ooh, this is good. All right, this is actually this is actually too good to actually talk about. Uh oh, he's looking serious. You better get off of this really quickly. <laughs> anyway, you like your girlfriend? She's great. What happened last night? Uh, just you know, her and I got into a bit of a I don't want I'll say argument, mm-hmm. and um. I was ready. I was like, I'm really tired. I'm I'm beyond tired, actually. I'm exhausted. And yeah. I feel like talking about this, we're kind of talking in circles, and I'd rather just talk about it in the morning. Mm-hmm. And for that, that conversation alone took almost an hour, mm-hmm. and I almost left last night. Mm. And then I didn't, and now I'm here spilling my dirty laundry to whomever's listening out in the world. And so it, you had a it, big fight? It might fight. be her. She might be the only... <laughs> you had a big fight with her last night. I did. And have you guys made up since then, or you're saying you just left? Uh, well, I had to come do this this morning, and I was going to come back and talk to her. Right. So are you, like, upset so now, about it right now? Are you upset about what's uh, going on? Uh, upset's a strong word. Do you want to talk about it? How about I'm just not Do you want to? Do you want to tell us what happened? I mean, there was a lot that happened. She, you know, she was drinking. She sent me this weird text while I was at work. She kept, I texted her and I was like, my phone is the stereo at my job. So you should stop calling. Just text me. Oh. Mm. And then she continued to call afterwards. And I was like, this, are you just that wasted? You haven't, you haven't worked that out or she was just really drunk? I think she was just really drunk. Like so Uh much so that. I think she was still kind of inebriated this morning when I was speaking to her. So, mm. and I hope, I hope she's not being offended by all of this. I'm sure she'll probably never want to speak to me after this interview. No, 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 right no. But you had an argument when she was drunk. Yes. And were you drunk a little too? I mean, I was. I had gotten off of work, and I work at a bar in which you know, uh, I would be fibbing if I said that I was completely sober, like I didn't have a, any alcohol, but I definitely... You was, weren't drunk. I was not drunk. So what do you guys have tension about the most? I mean, is there one sticking point or one one thing that keeps coming up? Um, I think it's that she thinks that I don't feel the same way about her as that, that she feels about me. She loves you more than you love her. Yep. And that's not true? Uh, do you think it's a weekend? Well, do I don't I think know. It's true? Do you think no. it's true? Or do you think she's just got like insecure self-esteem issues? Girl issues. I hate saying that. No, but they're, they're not girl issues. I think they're very much human like, issues. Yeah, they're insecurity issues and everyone has them. And, you know, there's been times that I've been insecure in relationships for sure. And Good. there's things Good to hear that. And there's things that. How about this? There's things that I have done that have made her feel insecure, and there's things that she has done that have made me feel insecure. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to figure out some sort of healthy approach of talking about it to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because we're still working on. So it's kind of like one of those things I call the "I need you less" thing. Like, 
you know, where you're both like afraid to really act like you really need need the other person. Right. Right. And I also think that there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of space that some people need. And who and needs more? I think I do. I think I, not in the sense of like I need her to back off or like go away. Mm-hmm. It's not like that at all. It's just like you like being alone. I do. Mm-hmm. And I cherish my time being alone. And, and also- then sometimes I, you know, there's I'm also very social. So mm-hmm. there are many times that I don't want to be alone. And, you know, sometimes I seek company of people that maybe necessarily, you know, I, I'm learning now how to eliminate those people from my life. People that, that who are I those think, people? Um, you know, just people that you might interact with at a bar or maybe that, you know, will be at a specific place. Superficial and, people. Yeah. I, I don't want to say that because just Cause people so that judgmental, are judgmental like no, no, me. No. no, no, no. It's just very like... Um, like a, what I like to call like a surface level friend. Yeah. Where it's just like you can go have a beer with them, you can talk to them, but like you're never going to tell them about right. serious things. And they're right. never going to tell you about serious things. Right. And it's like how many of those relationships can you seriously have with people? Right. And, they're not and, satisfying. Right. And then I get that. At, at the same time to have those types of relationships with many people is exhausting. Right. You know, so you have to be able to really right. pick and choose. So that's good. A relationship is actually helping you prune some of that maybe because you want to have a satisfying relationship and you, you, you're you you're getting a hierarchy in what's important to you in relationships. Do you guys, are you, is she flirtatious? Are you flirtatious? I think we're both flirtatious people. Okay. So that's, that's. But not to the point of, uh, you know, yeah. And and here's the thing is like for me personally, specifically being a bartender or you know, there's you kinda have to flirt with people. I didn't realize really? that, that was part of the job, but I don't I, you know, it's funny, not, I don't think necess- about that. I don't think about that that like when I'm in a bar But and- not even okay, think of uh, just like any service industry. Yeah. You have certain interactions with people in which they're engaging, they're smiling, they're making eye contact with you, they're speaking to you in a tone and in a cadence. Right. And in you're the, salesman, you're selling beer. Right. Or, you know, I'm selling airline tickets or I'm trying to, right. you know, convince you to do something. It's the same right. way that, you know It's a service job. Right. And, and bartenders are supposed to be hot. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? I mean, male, female. Yeah, I mean, it's a sexy job, and they, and they definitely, you know, cultivate yeah. My their own husband crowds. dated a bartender at one point before me, I think, for a while. You know, they like the bartenders, Bar- the strippers. <laughs> well, I just, you know, Moby fucked a lot of strippers. I just re- realized that from his biography, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, like, is this weird as a male? I don't really like strip clubs. I, no, I had, I had. A very awkward interaction when I became 21 years old at a strip club. And ever since then, I've been kind of, I don't say turned off by them, but just feel very... Uncomfortable? What happened at the strip club? I actually... So, essentially, I went to a strip club and um, there was no one else there, essentially, except for me and the stripper because it was, like, daytime. What? And I... She's like I sat, one stripper. It was they one, only had one stripper well, no, in a there strip was, club. There was multiple strippers, but it was like daytime matinee, so you know there was only one girl dancing, and there was no one else in the bar except for me, the bartender, and this one stripper. And 
which I was like, you don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> There's no one else Aww, here. And she was like, no, sweet. they're not going to pay me my hourly if I don't finish this. So she finished her routine. And then her and I sat and talked for about 45 minutes about her life, mm-hmm. how she became a stripper, why mm-hmm. she chose that profession, how she came to the United States. She was Russian. Wow. Yeah. So I learned a lot about and to be honest with you, she gave me her number afterwards, which I'm pretty sure in, you know, stripper culture, that's a no-no. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like, that's a very outgoing stripper, I'll say that. Well, but, you know, you know usually but, they don't want to tell you their real name or anything like that. Right. Yeah, and I know. I, I think I, I was like someone that just listened to her. I know that sounds really... No, it doesn't. Kinda... You're judging yourself. I'm not. I'm... So, but you, but you, um... You that's an, what I find interesting about that story is that um, you remark on that as being um, uncomfortable. Well, what made you uncomfortable? I think just the whole, you know, I'll, you I'll, felt sorry for her. N- not even that I felt sorry for her. I felt sorry for all the guys that just throw money at girls for them to rub themselves against them. When I talked to one for 15 minutes and then she was totally willing to give me her phone number. Ah, uh, you had too much. You 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 had too you had too much. Cl- you had you 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 had too much behind the scenes um, uh, experience too early. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> have you ever been to? Um, have you ever been to? Uh, you know, with pumps. You know what? I haven't been to pumps. Pumps I know- is great. I- pumps, I love pumps. I yeah, mean, the I- girls are nice. You don't feel sorry for them. I and- feel like there's always a time at some point, very, I'll say between the hours of midnight and two, that someone will suggest, let's go to pumps. And then there's a group of people that go, and for whatever reason, I just haven't gone with them yet. Oh, man. Tell- and, text you know. me next time. <laughs> My husband doesn't like to go, or he won't go with me, which I kind of get. We went once. I went with my girlfriend once, which was great. Right. So, um, so what about getting laid as the bartender? So, what be before your girlfriend, right? Yes. So, what was that like? Um, you know, it was hit or miss. It depends. Did, but but were you were you like I'm just going to sleep with whoever wants to sleep with me, or oh, were you like no? Did I mean, you meet like what was your point of view on the whole thing? Were you like I can meet a girl, or like I bet I could sleep with that girl? She's kind of cute. I, you know, how does it work for anyone when they're having a yeah you know, like if like if you're having a discussion with someone and then I, I think there's certain. Uh, mannerisms, certain yeah, you can tell. People... You can tell. Okay, well, let me right. ask you this: Was it? Did it ever like talk about uncomfortable? Was it ever weird? Like where they would come back? Didn't you ever feel stalked? That's what I want to know. I will say that there have been customers, ex customers, that have come in and have definitely made a move on me, and Ooh. I was like, hey, no, well, sorry. So uh, anyway, I just wonder, I guess, if it warps your view of um, like women being available. You know what I mean? Like, how how did you decide that you liked your girlfriend? Like, what was it about her? I wonder if there was some sense of unavailability. Like, like I don't know. for 
like she seemed unavailable to or maybe or that I seem unavailable to her. She might have seemed or I don't know what 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 how'd you guys meet? What drew you together? Um, that's a funny story. So I met her at a local bodega. We mm-hmm. bumped into each other and in Bushwick. In Bushwick, actually very close to my work, and mm-hmm. um, we were both pretty intoxicated at the time. And I said, "You're getting a sandwich." I'm getting a sandwich too. Let me buy your sandwich. Oh wow! And I bought her sandwich, and then I continued to flirt with her. And I walked her home, and she gave me her phone number. So were you like this girl's cute? Yes. So you were like, I want to meet thing, this girl. What, she actually <laughs> is. I mean, she actually you, you didn't were... remember what I look like. She did not. No, when when. I text her to be like, hey, we should hang out sometime. She was just like, I think he was cute, but I was pretty smashed. I don't remember. Mm. So that was like an ongoing joke, I guess, that we have. Of, oh, that's sweet. Well, yeah. there's there's definitely like a drinking theme in, in that relationship somehow. I'm getting this feeling, but yeah, whatever, you know. Saying it out loud actually you know, makes me I identify some, some things. Really? What would you like to say what those are? Uh, you know, just uh, maybe I should cool my own drinking a bit more because it helps. I, I know that drinking a lot doesn't really help anything, period, well. except for, you know, bartenders pockets and you know businesses but at the same time you know i, it's I think everyone should have fun yeah and, but, it's a relaxing you know, thing to do and i social. i know that i know that alcoholism runs in my family oh. and that i can drink a lot i'll just kind of say that aloud and you know sometimes i i go over i go overboard mm-hmm. and i think you know everyone does yeah but i'd like to you know reduce do less that. of that how often do you go overboard well, now that I'm I mean, is older, it more than once a week or twice a week? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, oh. it's definitely, I'm definitely keeping it down to that. But at the same time, you know, sometimes I don't realize, you know, mm-hmm. especially, you know, if if you start, you know, drinking kind of earlier on in the day and you like hang out. For instance, I'll give you a great example. It was a Color Me Bushwick. Mm-hmm. That was they were, so fun. That was they great. Were, they were handing out, you know, Drinks. Yeah, they're oh, I know, I know. I, and, I, uh, and I was just tipping, and I was yeah. like, this is great. So Margaritas. I yeah, yeah, I, I know. A, Phil was all over that, yeah, and so and, was Christian. I heard them talking about it, yeah. And so... Um, Shout by, out. To, this is all about Pickthorn. This yeah. is really all just for them. No. <laughs> no yeah, but, uh, they were making the fun. Come yeah, on. and uh, so... But by six, I had to go take a nap. I'll just... And so I went... I walked to my house, I left Pickthorn, I crashed, and then probably 10 minutes before Hey Baby's supposed to go on stage, I hear, Uh. at my window, and it's my bandmates, and they're both furious with me, and they're like, yo, you haven't been answering our phone calls? Oh, that's serious. That's serious. And I was Yeah, you don't don't want to fuck up your, you don't want to, do you guys drink as a band? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of partying. Bands? Yeah, the whole thing seems like... Uh... It's, you know... It's and a your slippery... girlfriend's never been in a band? Does she hang around bands? She sounds like she... I mean, a lot... I don't know. They're co- you you know, know, I I think she's dated a few musicians before, but I don't... You know, no, she's not necessarily... 
integrated with with the music scene specifically here in Brooklyn. So you spend a lot of time with your band, I'm guessing. Sometimes too much time, but yeah. Yeah. No, so, it's great. Like, I, love, I love both those kids a lot. Yeah, they're great. Did you call them kids? Yeah. Are they younger than you? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they were older than me, I'd still probably call them kids because... You know, I well, like to keep they were they they were working together before you started working with them, right? They yeah, had absolutely. other drummers they, or they, something. They were they were a band that I went and saw on top of. They played in my old backyard. Like I've seen them so many times in so many other like you know under completely different circumstances where I was playing in different bands and they were playing. You know. Oh, so and, you knew them? It was from yeah, the same. Like I the knew same... them and I knew the music already beforehand because you know my my roommate at the time had uh recorded some of their stuff like he he was he recorded it he engineered it so i knew about hey baby a long time ago and yeah i became a fan so you were happy to be in the band yeah it was that's a lot of cool. fun that's great, great. And, that is you know. really good so you know what i'm thinking about i'm thinking about that you brought in some songs that you said were meaningful to you oh yeah I got and a couple. so let's play one of them now this isn't with hey baby right is this I don't know. a song do you, want, do you want me to play the hey baby song no we were actually let's play let's play like play that at the end because we're in the middle of talking about talking about you Uh oh. so let's let play something that um is really per- that you brought that you know we talked about that would be personal to you all right have personal meaning so let's do that let's try that oh i think it'll be good can i can i just play it now just play it right now here we go what's the name of the song it's uh you don't miss your water by the birds and are you playing so this is a cover of the birds a bird song it it's it's the birds performing, like, I think it's a standard because there's like a. Uh, oh, it's not Otis even Redding. a song you wrote or did. No, okay. No. Okay. Well, these are just songs that are important. Okay. To me. Okay. Well, go ahead. We'll do it. I like the birds. Do we have to pay for this copyright or something? I don't, I don't know. know anything about this. Play the birds. Wait, for can, God's sakes. Can we're we playing do this, the or, birds. Or we can, we can not do this. No, I, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I don't want you to get in any trouble. No, they play music on here all the time. Go ahead. Okay. Okay.
All right. That's a really obscure bird song, though. <laughs> What's up with that? I, I, I'm a sucker for Graham Parsons. Oh God! So, so what is what is what what era? What year is that from your life? Oh man, that was four years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in Hawaii, and uh, why were you in Hawaii? I was visiting a friend and old bandmate, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Let's see. I was dating a girl for two years, mm-hmm. and I uh, I slept with someone else in Hawaii. No, actually, before I went to Hawaii, and I happened to be going with the girl that I slept with to Hawaii. You you okay? So you had a girlfriend, and then you slept with this other girl, and then you and her went to Hawaii together. Yeah, I invited my girlfriend at the time to come with us. And it wasn't, it was definitely like a, a lustful thing. It wasn't. Wait, wait, you invited, I just want to, honestly, I just want to understand yeah, this. Yeah, this is all. No, so you and, you were dating, you, you had a girlfriend, you slept with this other woman, and you invited them both to Hawaii? Well, one kind of volunteered that they wanted to go and I invited my girlfriend at the time to go. So you you consciously went to Hawaii with two women, one who was your well, girlfriend I, and one who you I, had. My girlfriend actually didn't go. She stayed. She, she had a job that she had to do here, and so she stayed. So was it like, leave. but, okay, so did and you invite. I still went because I was going to go visit my friend. So regardless. so were you planning on did you just invite them both and then one dropped out or did or like did did the girl that you were your girlfriend did she know about this other girl? No. So it's like she dropped out and you took the other girl or something like that? No. Um so you thought it you just okay, well let let let's just hear the rest of the story. This is well okay. So then while we're there someone from here tells my girlfriend at the time what had happened. Mm. And I should say that the two people, like the girl that I went with and my friend were hooking up while we were in Hawaii. And it wasn't, I don't know, I didn't have a problem with it because I wasn't in love with this person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have feelings. I had a really terrible I made really terrible decisions on a drunken night, and um, I get a call at like five thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much uh, my girlfriend just sobbing over the phone, oh. and she's livid, and she's oh. just like, "Can't fucking believe you!" Um, wow, you know, wow, that's really that's that's. That sounds really. I don't so know, then hard. I had another two and a half weeks. Wow. Of being in Hawaii, and then uh, I I stayed on that island for a little longer, and then I went and visit another friend that uh, I've known since I was five, like my best mm-hmm. friend. I went and visit him mm-hmm. on a different island, and mm-hmm. I stayed there for the remainder of my trip. Mm. And uh, the girl stayed with my friend on the original. I'm trying not to 
Trying not to what? Give this story away. <laughs> too when much it, to, why? I don't want to give too many details to because I because you're protecting the people in it, right? But, right? Right? Yeah, or I get at least it. attempting to. I don't, you know, how much? Yeah. Well, you, there is, you know, you sound upset. I mean, you sound you sound like you know you sound upset about it. You sound like uh, that um, things got out of control, even though you had sort of a role in them, or you would have liked to rewind the tape on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, Maybe. everyone's actions are very final. And mm-hmm. I think for a long time, I've always kind of gone with the idea that you can fix things, you know? Oh, like, really? Like, like you could go try, back and try, make... Or you try to fix things, you know? I, I, I There's a lot of people in the world that, you know, as soon as that bridge is cut, as soon as that cord's mm-hmm. done, boom, it's done. Like people are out. They're gone. And I kind of respect that element about someone because I think for me I'm very forgiving almost to my own detriment. Oh, so you mean like you you might have imagined that she would have said you could have fixed it later, but you couldn't. Is that what happened? You know. It just... I'm going to make a connection with um, what you were saying before um, about, you know, the girlfriend you're dating now, um, because it sounds like you both have a little bit of trust issues. I mean, absolutely. And so with a history like that, um, you know, and I'm not this is there's no judgment in this because, you know, we all have. Jesus, you know, I mean... Skeletons in the closet and things. Well, I don't know. Some of us have skeletons, you know, right out here. And there, I mean, you know, it's not like you're, you know, there there is no judgment here. And and if you guys who are listening are judging, then fuck you. Um, So, uh, but there is definitely like, you know, I don't know if it's monogamous. It's not a monogamous thing. It's just a trust, honesty thing right i think it's with the idea of everyone you can say the same sentence to someone and it means something completely different like for instance Mm -hmm. i love you ah i think you know and like some people think oh that's it we're not going to sleep with anybody else or or we have a future together how about that? And, and I'm not even talking about my current relationship. I, like, I'm just saying, very, you know, I'm very vaguely speaking when I say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but just like, you know, you can love like I love Leslie and Sam. I love mm-hmm. my bandmates, but I don't love them the same way that I would say I love you to my girlfriend. Right. You know, I well, would never. Well, I think, you know, I think we all have to look out for ourselves and evaluate um, other people, what they say and how they treat us um, well, in a way that... And I'll say this. I, 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 don't I think... met someone that says that they refuse to say, I love you, mm-hmm. unless it's to their siblings or their parents. Like, this includes, like, relationships that he's been in. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's crazy. But he well, that... goes out of his way to... Because that, he thinks that it has a very defined, specific way of saying. But that guy sounds to me like what he's saying is don't t- 
I don't want to, um, I don't, I refuse to put myself out there, out there. or, or like if you're going to be with me or you're going to even be my friend or whoever, if you're going to be involved with me, there's like a cutoff on what kind of emotional quality I'm willing to put out there for you. I think he just views the, the word love. And the the weight behind it much differently than how some other. I think he thinks that society uses the word love way more loosely than how he interprets. Yeah, the word. I'm gonna. So I am gonna get judgy on that without knowing him. I'm just gonna say that I think that guy's chicken because if he really had his shit together, he would work that out in his own way, and so he wouldn't be so. He wouldn't be so aware of how other people were going to interpret it because it right. would mean what it meant to him and he would feel solid about that. Um, it, but instead, like it makes me mad. I don't know the guy and I'm just telling you honestly how it He's makes lovely, me feel. I mean, person. it's just I mean, it's nothing. It's just that's it pushed my buttons for whatever reason. And I think it's because it's somebody who doesn't want to be responsible or work out what they feel for themselves. So they put limits on other people. They like make other people, it feels controlling of others. That's how it feels to me. And I hate, I particularly hate because I was controlled by. So what was your relationship? We, you know, we only have 15 minutes left, which isn't enough time, but I did want to get a little bit of background about your family because I think it'll be, uh, it'll help illuminate, put this in a little bit of perspective. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, or in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And familiar. did you brothers and sisters? I have one younger sister. And um and my parents stayed together. I have my, my parents have been married now for was it thirty years? Wow. Oh, over thirty years. I got And what did your parents do for a living? Um my well, my dad is now retired. He worked for HVAC, does heating and air conditioning for the state of Virginia. So mm-hmm. essentially he went to uh, low-income housing and did heating and air conditioning. Is it like a desk job or was it – I mean it no, wasn't a was, desk job. Was he, he was, an installer kind of guy? He was or? in the field. He did, yeah, field guy, He did maintenance and repair for a really long time. Uh-huh. And then he went into more of the desk job, in mm-hmm. which he hates because my – my dad likes to get dirty. He's oh, like, he likes to do things physical. Yeah, he's very much so. Like, uh, uh, and he's very high strung. Ah. Like my, my father is a, you know, I feel it deep in my bones how high strung he is because mm-hmm. it comes out in me. And I think that's probably why. I smoke you think so much you're pot. high? You, why you smoke so much pot? <laughs> do you think you're high strung? Yeah, deep down. If I don't, if I don't uh, self medicate myself, I, I. Hmm. I definitely become a lot uh i'll use the word sharp but i don't mean necessarily like mentally sharp. just tense right just uh, intense intense <laughs> like, and then what about um your mother what did she do so my mom uh originally was an interior designer and an oh, interior nice. decorator and then realized one day that she hated it mm-hmm. and when i was in middle school she was just like, I want to become a art teacher. And oh, cool. So she went back to school, got her teaching certification, now has her master's. Nice. Uh, yeah. Where does she teach? Does she teach? She teaches at James River. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to be saying. Uh, she teaches at a high school in Chesterfield County. Oh, that sounds great. So she's she happy doing that. 
she loves it. You know, she's getting, I mean, she's getting ready to retire within the next, you know, yeah. five years. So, sure. but she's super, you know, she, she loves it. That's great. She loves those kids. So did your loves... parents get along well? Um, You know, they, yes. I think they argue like everyone else and, you know, mm-hmm. there's definitely been tension and, you know, I think. Oh, this! I'm not there anymore, so I don't know what's been going on. But recently, did you have a good but, relationship with them when you were growing up? Um, probably up until you know my, you know, puberty. And then when, what happened? And then I became you know scumbag. What does that mean? You know, just uh, didn't want to listen to their rules. Was like you know a rebellious adolescent. Absolutely, that was definitely me. To you know, I I figured out any shortcut to. If there's one thing that I can say about me personally that has changed within the last uh, five years uh, is that I like to work really hard now. Like I like the concept of learning new things and working hard. And applying yourself. And applying myself. And you didn't apply yourself. Not only did I not apply myself, I applied myself to getting out of things as quickly as possible. Like, for instance, when I was in high school, instead of taking AP classes, I decided to drop all of my honors in AP classes because I just didn't want the workload and I was like this is stupid and if I can get a decent GPA just on its own without taking these having no idea that like oh if I take this AP class I might be able to not have to take a college course for it oh man you know like yeah making very foolish decisions early on that must have made your parents very upset and unhappy particularly your dad I get the feeling that your dad is like that where the where the where there's te- if there's tension between you and your you parents, it's you and your dad. That's funny because I always felt like my my mom is the the head authority. Mm-hmm. You know, like my dad always has to check in with mom, but mom doesn't right. always necessarily have to check in with dad. Right. At the same time, yeah, there was a lot of tension between my father and I because I think you know. He always went out of his way to be very engaging in my life because that mm-hmm. was not an option in his. And you know, what do you he, mean? He just what was not an he, option? He just didn't have the same relationship with his father. Oh, so he wanted to have a good relationship so he want, with he you. He went out of his way from a very young age, from like you know, like I remember being in you know baseball and my dad taking me to the games, taking me to all the practices, making sure he knew all the coaches, making sure he knew all the parents of like the other. So kids your on father the team. did all that? Wow! Man, my dad went out of his like. I adore both of my parents. I should also say that, like, I – my parents have done so much for me that, like, I can't even begin to uh, to really state how important they are to me. And, right. Yeah. So – so, but did – but, you know, I could also see that as a kid that would be invasive. And, I mean, that could have been crazy-making, was it? No, I mean, yeah, I, totally. even and, though he meant well, I mean, he did the right thing or did I'll whatever. I'll also say but... that maybe if, you know – my mom brings it up, but you know, she was like, maybe if I let you fall in on your face a little bit more and like not, not try to be as, uh, overbearing, but you know, when you start flunking a class, just let you flunk the class and then go, see, you flunked that class. Uh-huh. And you know, when I was in college, it wasn't like I did, I, like I got it by the time I got to college, I just didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted while I was in college. And then mm. at one point I was just like, why am I studying music at this school? I should just go play music instead. And then you quit school? And then I quit school. Well, you were a pain in the ass as a kid, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I can see a connection there because, like, 
perhaps because, uh, you know, the way that you were saying, um, you know, like that you had slept with somebody else with that girl in Hawaii and that you were going to be able to make it up maybe. But um, what you're talking about is that when you were an adolescent, you didn't really actually have to suffer the consequences as much as you could have because your mother uh, helped you out, was protective and cared about you and made paved some of the way. So maybe, maybe uh, we all have to learn how to, that there's consequences, but maybe you're learning them a little bit later. later. Is yeah. that what's happening? I'll say that there are kids that I have met here in Brooklyn, like, like, cause there's right across the street from my work, there's an elementary school and middle school. Yeah. Right. So I've met kids there that say things and, and like as I hear them come out of out of their mouths, I'm just like, that whole concept was completely non-existent in my life. What do you mean by that? Just you know, I like some of the teachers tell me these horror stories of like kids making like knives, like 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 shanks out of pencil sharpeners. Mm. In yeah. which, like you know, I had seen I'd seen school fights, you know, right, but right. like I was never a part of my suburban upbringing. So I was is... never even a part of anything that, you know, if, like if we, you know, you want to talk about like white privilege, like, <laughs> this is it. Like I, so does that me, make that you con- feel like you were, you know, that you were protected? I, you know, so I, you're, you're beginning to see yourself as somebody who was protected. So much so that it wasn't until I actually moved out of Virginia altogether and was kind of completely on I, like essentially I went off to school in Boston I w- first I went to school mm-hmm. in Richmond mm-hmm. at Virginia Commonwealth University mm-hmm. and I hated it mm-hmm. I hated, you know like it was too close to home it was not what I wanted to be studying with music either mm-hmm. and so then I had an opportunity to go to a much nicer school out of state mm-hmm. and so I I moved and mm-hmm. I moved to Boston and um for me to be actually on my own and like not have anyone that I knew, like there was no safety nets, there was nothing, and mm. I was just in this, what I, you know, what I consider you, to be a you, large you, city, you know. You know, it'd be great for you volunteer with the Peace Corps. That's what you need, honey. I would love to, but you know, I still actually don't have a college education, and they oh really? Yeah, and they mm. require. Well, I don't want to say they require. It's a lot easier if you have you a college, college degree. So you've actually looked into this. I I did that. You know what? I did that actually right before I joined the band mm-hmm. that I moved to New York for. Well, how about volunteering with like, um, you know, uh, I'm going to set you up that with Lauren Smith. She does stuff with the arts in Bushwick with kids. You should do some volunteer work. I, I think that would be really good for you. Yeah, I would love what do you that. Think? I'd love to get into a. You know, I would also I like would to get out of the bartending world. Like, yeah. I would like to get into, uh, you know, teaching kids music because I love music and I love to, you know, inspire that, other people right. to love music and appreciate music as much as, you know, I do. So it sounds like you've gone from um, going, yeah, so it sounds like you um, are, there's a lot of, gra- you, you have a growth of gratitude in you. Is that what I'm getting? I, you know, Begin, I, beginning I, to be. I try every day to be thankful for something. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, it is cool that you're realizing, like, um, 
that you know that uh you know things don't yeah yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of waking up when you get older for all of us that's the whole that's the truth yeah so anyway, I want to play. Um, we only have five minutes left. Can you believe this? Time's so, flying. I know. So I just want to make sure to get in um, your dates. Uh, first of all, come to my. God damn it! You guys all have to come to my festival at Tradesmen on July seventh. But okay, so I said that. Now, now, um, why don't you give us your tour? Your your. You've got a couple of dates coming up, and let's play your "Hey Baby" song so that Holy people smoke. can like I wish really I had get all of them up right now, so I could just endlessly plug them. But instead, I know. Uh, well, I know it's July first at. Uh, at um at uh, Rough Trade, and then you're going to also be at uh, see I checked this shit. You're also going to be at Baby Baby's All, All right. right. That yeah. that place is great, right? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. That's is that a great place to play? It seems like it is. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, What's that, your favorite place that you've played in the neighborhood? Would that be it? Oh man, you played at in well, in in just Brooklyn or in New York in general? Yeah, or? yeah. Mercury Lounge. You know, I had I've played Bowery Ballroom Bowery before, Ball. and you know, actually one of the coolest shows that I ever played was at a Rachel Ray barbecue. That's awesome. Was that like a corporate that was at the gig? Bell House? Uh, no, that a well, Rachel Ray barbecue. Yeah, it was. Uh, she, uh, she had a big barbecue thing and at the know. Bell House, so they sold tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my oh, old that's band cool. That must have been awesome. Yeah, that, that sounds was awesome. great. And to find out that Rachel Ray was a fan of my band. Was, <gasps> wow, yeah, like that's so, so awesome. Yeah, that's when I I was playing in a band called Motel Motel at the time. Oh, neat. No Tell Motel. Mo- Motel Motel. Motel? Yeah. That's pretty funny. All right, so let's play the song. What song is it? Tell us. Um. Oh wait, can I can I plug these other dates real quick? Okay, really quick. So. July 1st, Rough Trade, July 5th, Baby's All Right, July 22nd, Chase Stadium, and August 5th at Chase Stadium. Awesome. I love Chase Stadium, too. Okay. Yeah, me too. What song? What song? Um, this song is called Elevator Song, and it's by Hey Baby. All right. Let's do this. Oh, wait. What? Oh, wait. It. What? Nothing. It's playing. Oh. 